Welcome to the Thrive for Life podcast, a podcast that covers all things health, well-being and mindset to help you to thrive for life. I'm Ashling Daly, your host, and today I'm joined by Elizabeth Tracy. Elizabeth is a teacher and coach who helps women to connect to and embody their divine feminine energy through transformational coaching, intuitive movement, yoga, meditation and mindfulness practices. Elizabeth believes that healing and strengthening our relationship with the feminine raises the vibration of the planet and brings more love and harmony into all of our lives. You can find Elizabeth on Instagram at Elizabeth Embodied or check out her website elizabethembodied.com. I first came across Elizabeth through Instagram through a reels that she posted in which she described very well the qualities of divine masculine energy and divine feminine energy and I was really drawn to the wisdom that she was sharing um, as I am still uncovering the the significance of connecting with our divine feminine energy for myself personally so I was very eager to have Elizabeth on the show as a guest to to share some of her wisdom her understanding of the different energies the divine feminine the divine masculine but also the wounded feminine and masculine and what that looks like also. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode and I would absolutely love if you could leave a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in on. Enjoy this episode with Elizabeth Tracy. Liz, thank you so much for joining me on the Thrive for Life podcast. It's lovely to to meet you and see you face to face now over Zoom. And I would love if you could begin just by telling me a little bit about the work that you do, uh, how you help women uh, embody their feminine energy or connect with their feminine energy. That would be a great starting point. Thank you. Thank you, Ashling. Thank you so much for inviting me on and having me in this space. Um, it's a pleasure to be here and to talk about all of those things and everything we'll get into today. So. Um, Yes, so I work with women to connect with their divine feminine energy so that they can feel really in a general sense more ease, flow, um, connection with themselves and with other people in their lives. And going a little deeper, I mean, it really comes into working through different um, wounds or trauma even that we as women have around feminine energy or femininity as a concept. And so working through those so that women can feel more empowered, more liberated, and just more authentic in their self-expression. It's really how they move through the world, how they show up, their relationship with their self, themselves and then their bodies and, and then with everyone else in their lives. So that is a little bit of the what and the how is through kind of transformational one-on-one coaching, women's circles, um, and exploring themes around those the feminine energy and femininity and what does it mean to be a woman and how have we internalized this concept. So a li- like kind of belief uh, work and, and uh, exploring limiting patterns or uh, also kind of that subconscious conditioning that we've learned in childhood and that might be running the programs um, in the background and then also through body work right and embodiment and yoga my background as a yoga teacher I bring that in but really add a kind of feminine flow flavor to it um, that incorporates the intuitive movement the listening in and that really activating of the feminine energy as you're doing it so it's I mean, the feminine just really generally is kind of connecting into the wisdom of the body. So I think that embodiment and, and the feminine energy are just inherently linked. So it's so crucial to, to combine those. Um, and there's so much depth there. So, yeah, that's really powerful work that you do. And how did you get into this line of work? Would you say that you were always deeply connected to your own feminine energy or is it something that evolved for you? Yeah. Well, we end up teaching often what we most need to learn, right? So no, the the short answer is, well, I believe, yes, on a soul level, always being connected to this feminine energy, but I was very much conditioned from a, from a young age, I think as many of us are, um, to 
fit into a certain mold, both in the family system and in the society, um, that does take on a little bit more of that masculine energy and um, particularly elements of the masculine energy that aren't necessarily supportive or healthy because the masculine does have amazing qualities as well. So, um, yes, I would say for probably the first 20, 22 years of my life, really operating within the um, head. I mean, very much in the head, uh, was tuned into the body a little bit because I feel like I've always had a, like a, a sense of connection with my intuition. However, not necessarily listening to it or just immediately overriding it, right? And um, so following a very linear, I kind of saw things as very linear, um, again, very much in that masculine paradigm. So um, always kind of thinking one step ahead in terms of school and in uh, high school. And then this is the college I want to go to because then after that, I want to do this. And then before I even started college, I was already thinking about master's programs and then all of those things. And it felt safe to be in that. And it's this idea of certainty um, and and it really does stem from it. it. Like, again, being really in the head can tend to you feeling more anxious. So wanting to control certain things in the future. And so that was the way to do that was like really lean into, oh, well, I've learned that um, this is the way to do this. Both my parents have you know, graduate degrees. So follow in a certain kind of footstep of, of that path and um, certain I had like notions of success and what that looks and feels like. So I would say it really came to a head when I was, I guess it would have been around 2018. Um, I was living, I, so I also have a background in, uh, my background is in international health and development, like research, that's what my master's is in. But I did have a focus in maternal and child health. So I always kind of had this thread of being really connected to women, connected to the wisdom of their bodies. My, I did a, a like, um, a project in my master's program, uh, like studying with an indigenous midwife in South America. And so I've always felt really connected and drawn to that, but maybe didn't necessarily see openings for me to fully dive into it. Um, that was where my awareness field was, was like, it has to fit within this academic structure, let's say. Right. And, um, so then I was, uh, I, I've always, like I, I speak Spanish and so I always had an affinity to towards South America. And so I was, um, 2018 living in, in Peru and in a job and doing as a research assistant and, um, having really incredible experiences and yet also feeling very much like these same core programs coming through of, um, like need to be really, really good employee, right, which came from being the good daughter, um, being the good student. And that was really where in like underneath that's where I was operating from in terms of my place in the world was through the eyes of all these other people. So feeling a, like a conflict begin to stir within there. And so that just led to, you know, anxiety and feeling this in my body and, and getting sick in the sense of, you know, uh, just kind of chronic illnesses and things coming up that didn't really make a lot of sense. So uh, I began, I got connected with through a friend, um, one of my now, you know, coaches and mentors who is based out of Canada. And she and I started to have sessions one-on-one -on -one right around that time in 2018. And she really lives and teaches and leads from a place of the feminine and kind of reclaiming this in each of ourselves and as a community and as a world, right? And, and um, all that that implies. So that was my first kind of glimpse into, oh, there is another way. And then from there, it's just been kind of a, a pathway back to the feminine, really in a, in a conscious way of, okay, how is this playing out in my life? How do I want to connect more with this energy? And then I trained as a yoga teacher. Um, I actually also took a training as a birth doula. Um, so all of these different things that I had always been drawn to, but didn't necessarily have the space for back then. Uh, and, and then that kind of evolved into, okay, working with the body and then combining this inherent ancient wisdom of, of women's bodies and, um, 
combining that with embodiment and and then coaching and uh and then yeah it's kind of it's a natural evolution so amazing that's Thank how you it... for sharing that story and mm-hmm. so I assume now you're self-employed doing all of this for yourself and really living in alignment with with what's important to you and what, what you value and right so did you make a transition from being the good employee to to being self-employed and and how was that experience leaving that old paradigm or right or system totally how, how was that experience that, for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that shift and in a sense choosing something completely new different and uncertain uh, is probably one of the scariest things oh you know I've I have done and potentially will ever do in my life because it's not just this moment of, oh my God, it's like an extended period of time where you're really swimming in the waters of uncertainty and that darkness and mystery. Um, And that I would say was also the really great initiation of my experience and relationship with the feminine because of this sense of working in the mystery, the unknown we think about pregnancy as an example of how we can physically incubate something, someone, and that happens in the dark of the body, underground. You think of Mother Earth as well and nature and all these things that happen before we can physically see with our eyes that, oh, these are the fruits of our labor, right? Uh, Or where we want to go. I mean, a lot of times it's just Mm -hmm. kind of incubating and tending to that and, uh, in order to really lean into the mystery, you have to get past the fears that inevitably come up from the from the mind, and and they're also completely natural, right? Like it, it's almost going against this programming, right, to choose a different path than say both your parents or maybe everyone in your family has decided to go, or even just society at large. I mean, to begin to question within yourself and then make change in your life is can be really actually triggering to that part of you that is like, wait, let's just play it safe because then we'll know we'll be okay because this is what we learned. And you'll be acceptable to your tribe. And then you'll be part of the group, right, too. Yeah, exactly. But then in trying to belong to this greater notion of like, oh, what everyone is doing or the group or even group think, like you end up abandoning yourself. Right? And so it's this belonging first within and then belonging mm. with and to others in a way that's aligned and authentic. Uh, but it really takes that dive first within. Mm. And so, yes, it, it definitely brought up a lot of things and it still does. I think that's also the thing. It's like there's no arrival point in mm. any of these uh, journeys or even I, I think when we choose to go into this profession that kind of inherently asks of us as the teachers, healers, coaches, guides to constantly be in our own self-reflection. Like that's just, I think, good practice and integrity to just mm. continually being inquisitive and, and, and open to that self-growth. So, um, yeah, each day it's different and, and but it's beautiful too. Yeah. So. And when you were talking about the darkness there, a song came to mind, um, the Emmett sisters, there's a song called Butterfly. I don't know if you know it, but the lyrics are, oh, the seeds you sow must take shelter in order to grow. And it's it's all about that, about yeah. what has to happen underground or in the darkness, which is so important mm-hmm. to embrace that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so what I would love to um, to learn from you now is about the qualities of the masculine and the feminine energies, because learning about feminine energy is something that's still very new to me. It was only about a year ago or just over a year ago that I first kind of even came across the concept of having different energies. And it did make a huge difference to me and my life and, and my being. Um, so I came across you through Instagram and it was from that video that you shared where you were talking about the different qualities of the masculine and the feminine. And I found it so helpful. I shared it and said that everyone should watch it. So you might just touch on that now and just give us an understanding of what are the qualities of the masculine and the feminine and um, 
and then maybe we could look at the wounded masculine and the feminine but mm-hmm. what are the, the qualities of the divine masculine and the divine feminine right right yes so I think of them as really it's it's their energies right so first kind of establishing that it's not sex or gender that we're talking about especially when it comes in like in terms of the expression with each within each individual so sometimes people prefer to think of them as yin and yang so feminine being yin and masculine being yang but um it's almost just kind of like feeling them as the energy so even just whatever qualities you're most resonating with of each of them, thinking of them as that rather than necessarily male, female, woman, man. Um, I mean, I particularly, I work with women in their expression and relationship with the feminine because that's just where I'm called, but it's like kind of transcending out of that, first of all. And secondly, um, I'm going to start with the feminine because I also just think that leading with the feminine and we can touch on this later, but like leading with the feminine in creative processes, life, like everything is just like the way. So it, yeah, we're going to start there. So as I am sharing like some of these qualities, the other invitation is to, to kind of receive it with a body listening, right. Which is inherently the feminine quality. So not necessarily trying to understand it linearly or, um, through the, uh, thinking mind, but rather the feeling sensations in the body or whatever it ignites. So that in and of itself, right, we could just kind of go in through there, um, is such a beautiful way of being that the feminine has. And that's what I really see the feminine as is it's like a beingness, whereas maybe masculine is more doing and active. Um, and so just some qualities there really receptive you can think of the feminine as kind of the vessel that receives energy so whether that's womb um energetically as well being open to life or experiences or wisdom this openness um and then the feminine also has a beautiful way of like connecting things and seeing this kind of interwoven quality of situations, relationships, people, community, our relationship with Mother Earth, um, and sees things, it's like a circular experience, and like the circle of life, and the wheel of life, where you can kind of see the seasons, right, again, of Mother Earth, I just think Mother Earth is a beautiful metaphor in all ways for the feminine, and, um, uh, And then also just thinking about, again, with that circle visual, like our cycle. So if you bleed, right, like a menstrual cycle could, you know, that takes several weeks, depending, right, on your body. Um, Or you can look at the moon cycle. And so there's like this cyclical living element um, that has inherent ebbs and flows of energy. So it's also this kind of flow. I love also the quality of the feminine thinking about it as water and all the different shapes and uh, kind of expressions of water that are. So that can be um, tumultuous or angry or placid, um, like flowing waves. Um, And yeah, so really intuitive listening with the body uh, can be nurturing, um, taking care of just like tending to self and to others and relationships. And yeah, that's what's coming through right now Great. to share there. Yeah, I, I like the comparison to the water because I was just thinking of the way water just like if you think of a river just moving and it 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 doesn't uh, resist change it'll change course to go with whatever route it needs to take mm-hmm. to to flow downstream uh, so mm-hmm. that's a lovely analogy and the masculine then so the divine masculine energy how would you mm-hmm. how would you describe that mm-hmm. the masculine 
the way I see it is if we're going with this metaphor of the water, it's like the, it, the masculine is the container around that flowing water that helps to give it shape and it supports it in its expression, whatever that may be. It doesn't ask necessarily that it is this certain rigid way. Um, so that's why I really think it's so powerful to lead with the connection with the feminine so that then masculine structures can feel inspired to be, to kind of come up and support in a way that then gives it life, right? And that it um, brings it maybe out of that darkness and into the world uh, as a tangible felt thing. So more structure, um, really deep kind of presence and witnessing and uh, this listening without judgment and here to kind of protect in a way that is in service of and and is definitely with that yang energy so the doing and the acting and um, can be really amazing when you think about like setting intentions and then coming into, okay, then what are the action steps I need to do to bring this again to life? So you really can't have one without the other. And then there's also, you know, when you think of the yin and yang visual symbol, the dot of each energy within the side of the other energy, right? So there's a little bit of masculine and the feminine, a little bit of feminine and the masculine. And they really, you know, play off of each other. And, and that's really that beautiful harmony um, that I feel we can really begin to kind of experience in our lives. And that way I see it as starting with the, the healing of the feminine, right? Mm. And that, you know, addresses then, like, what are the wounds that we have around these different energies too absolutely and just what's coming to mind for me there is uh, thinking about I started my own business a year ago and how the masculine and the feminine energy for something like that yeah. is it's so important to, to find that yeah. that blend of the two because you know being in your creative flow thinking of these ideas for workshops or or what right, you could bring right, out right. into this world but without the masculine it's never going to happen you, you're not going to take the action totally you could be just playing around with the ideas but needing that structure to actually get things done and put yeah. your work out into the world in a way that it can be received mm-hmm. uh, so the blend of the two is so important there yes and that is so important and then maybe on the flip side if you're leading with the masculine or really just staying in that all of the time that's where burnout Mm. can happen um so it's almost like being really in the feminine and just being in the feminine can lead to um, almost like an indecisiveness or um yeah inaction or uh again it's like flowing all over the place and never really landing on something and growing the roots deep into like a project or a workshop or an idea that you have and so yeah and then have that masculine come into support is really the key I think um because I know for myself I tend towards you know especially once you bring in a little bit of the masculine energy it's like okay we're going full throttle Mm. ahead and then keep 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 going and then I know I should rest but um yeah and I just think burnout is so common among uh well, a lot of people, many women and people who are in business for mm. themselves, right? And would you say it's linked to the fact that the masculine is is put on a pedestal in society? That that way of being the kind of hustle culture, I think people are definitely oh, yeah. moving away from that. And definitely, I think as a result right. of the global pandemic that, that people are realizing, hang on, there's more to life than this hustle culture but it's still there. There's still that feeling of needing to be doing. And especially now that we're coming out of these lockdowns and we're going back into society and maybe there's that feeling of we need to go back to that because that was our old normal. Uh, so, right. so would you say there's a big link between society putting that way of being 
on a pedestal and mm-hmm. people being more in their masculine than their feminine and feeling disconnected from their feminine energy as a result. Right, right. Absolutely. I think what we value in a society, even if you have a personal, um, you personally feel differently, you're still tapped into the collective um, conscious or unconscious, what's not yet, we're not yet aware of. Um, so what we value in how our society looks and has been operating for many years will absolutely have an effect on how we show up in our business and especially when doing something that is like putting yourself out there and um, following a dream of your own or a vision to support people in a certain way or just create a business that serves a certain population, it will bring up kind of like I was talking about earlier, like it'll bring up just certain challenges or certain things that where you need to grow yourself. And it can be, I think, the tendency with that can be to go back into, okay, what is everyone, like, what is everyone else doing? Or what have I seen that other people are doing that works? And it may be a little bit of, um, again, abandoning that truth that you know within you of, okay, no, I really need to uh, rest right now. I know that I, what they say I should do is be posting these amount of times a week or engaging in all these different people, like reaching out and, and meeting different people and um, should, should, should. And uh, yes, so I think that and it absolutely has has a correlation there. And it's an unlearning. I mean, when you decide as an individual to take a different way, and especially in this kind of paradigm of masculine feminine and really like step into the feminine and exercise that and honor it in your business and in your life, you are doing that not just for yourself and healing things not just in yourself, but other women around you, other pe- every people around you, right? And then those who have come before you as well. So it's big. I mean, it's really courageous to do this. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. And we might just touch on, on the wounded masculine and feminine and, yeah. and what that's all about and, and what the what the wounded side looks like for, for each. Mm-hmm. Yes. So wounded feels like I think it can come up as we let's see so wounded feminine um can be that like caretaking like step into that caretaking role that I think is inherent in the feminine the way that it's a healthy expression is when it's from a place of wholeness already within Right. So the wounded expression um, or feeling of it is like, I need to just take care of everyone around me and everything because that's my role or on some level finding value in yourself doing that. Um, And that's I mean, that's huge conditioning, you know, to unlearn. And I I think the people pleasing element uh, of putting others' needs in front of your own. It can also manifest in the kind of, um, you know, this competition between women. Mm-hmm. And whether that's like a, like a sister wound, you know, in that um, seeing that there needs to be some kind of, you know, if another woman is successful, uh, feeling like that, like that puts you in an inherent competition with her um or that that means that there's something that she has that you don't right or like that you're lacking right I mean I think really when you look at the elements of wounded feminine it comes from a place of of lack on some level or insecurity um so again I kind of mentioned too like that indecisiveness of just being flowy all over the place and not really fully grounding because that element of the body, especially with the feminine is really important. So it's like grounding in your body 
to have this sense of where you are in the world. So that kind of flowiness of here and there and not necessarily centering also is that wounded expression. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And with the masculine then, how would you describe yes. the wounded so in the, masculine? Yeah, and with the masculine, I would say that we look at what we call like the patriarchy and that is for the most part kind of like a wounded masculine expression. So valuing um, like over overvaluing, I think logic and the mind like mind thinking and negating this um, moment of listening and questioning within before jumping into action um, you also see it I mean I just think of this something that's not sustainable so we think about burnout and staying in the masculine all the time again kind of operating from a place of lack where it's like I need to keep going or else it's never gonna it's not gonna be enough or I'm not gonna be enough and so when I think of burnout too on a on a more collective and global level like just thinking about sustainability and that relationship with the earth and Um, extracting what we want and not necessarily being in that flow of um, listening in first and uh, and then acting based on what we like that intuition right Um, the intuition I feel like kind of balance or it's like it's not a balance but it's what is between the feminine and masculine of like okay what is being called for here and how can I listen into that and so um yes yeah wounded masculine being really focused on doing and to the like so much so that it ends up being detrimental I think and and bypassing this inner wisdom too Thank you. And then also I would say just like listening to, to, or when, you know, asking advice or something that listening and then trying to fix it rather than just listening that like what I was saying, the, the healthy expression is like that deep presence and non-judgment. So it's a, uh, it's like, Oh, we just need to fix this and then move on kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So how then I'd love if you could give us maybe some, practical ways of connecting with and embodying the divine feminine because I think for a lot of people and for me especially previously I was so in my masculine and so disconnected from my divine feminine energy that when I started tapping into it the difference that it made for me and I suppose for me how I started tuning into it was through womb meditations and through women's circles they helped me greatly and I have to mention Elaine Doyle was a coach I was working with previously and doing women's circles through her and that really helped me um, to connect with my divine feminine energy and I believe it really helped me on my pregnancy journey because I think I was blocking myself I, I was so disconnected from my womb space so disconnected from the feminine and once I started tuning into that things shifted very quickly for me and and I was able to find a place of trust and surrender to the process of becoming pregnant um, as opposed to this controlling I was doing everything to make it happen besides the obvious I'm, I'm talking about acupuncture I'm talking about going to the endocrinologist it was appointment after appointment um, it was really focused on fixing things rather than actually connecting with my body and connecting with the wisdom of my body and connecting with my womb space and healing my womb space. And once I started working on that, the shift that I felt physically, I even was able to relax. 
I didn't know how to relax previously. I remember going for acupuncture and the acupuncturist saying, you need to relax, you're stressed. And I said, there's nothing stressing me in my life, but I was just constantly in a state of stress. I think my body was in fight or flight all of the time because I was so in my masculine energy of doing, doing, doing. I didn't know how to to just be and how to rest and relax. So I think things like the womb meditations and women's circles helped me. Uh, but maybe you have more suggestions of simple ways that we could start connecting with our divine feminine energy and feeling that shift and, and finding greater balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yeah, your, your, your story is so powerful with that and your experience. And I think it's quite common, right, that we can know that we need to relax. And I, or someone tells us, you know, you need to relax. And you're like, but I'm not really sure what's going on. And it's like we've kind of accustomed, become accustomed to that level of stress that isn't even apparent at a certain point because it's just been there for so long or maybe it is so deeply within um, especially doing that kind of womb work meditation and visualization and clearing um, can be so powerful to accessing things that have lived within our bodies and our psyches for not just our lifetimes but perhaps many lifetimes or you know generations before so like what you're speaking about with the huge shift that you felt within you just in connecting to your womb space. And I think even just beginning to have a relationship with it, an intentional, whether that's dialogue, right, or um, moments of your day where you're tuned into that space uh, can shift so much in how we relate to our bodies and and then what that energy is within us because this is the like root center of a woman's body and this doesn't mean that you need to have the physical organs of like the physical anatomy of uterus ovaries i mean the womb i really think of it as an energetic space and you can access it via the physical and that's one way to do this healing, but there's also, you know, kind of emotion, exploring emotional uh, connections and stories and uh, and history there, as well as the energetics of it, and even the visualizations and breath, just like breathing intentionally and sending it down into that space, can be so powerful. So those three, like physical, emotional, and energetic are, I would say, three ways to connect with and access the wisdom of the womb center and like this root, this feminine root that one, um, many of us can feel really disconnected from. Two, once we start to connect with it, we might realize like, oh my gosh, there's all different kinds of emotions there like grief or um, trauma from you know physical like past physical experiences that that may be held in like a physical way and emotional way as well as an energetic way Um, there's all these different things that are just kind of sitting in here or maybe doesn't feel like anything right and so what what does that mean and it's really meant to be a dynamic space right where energy is flowing in and out so when we first begin to connect down into it and with it it can be seeing a lot of things that have been there for a while and so just beginning to clear that out using different I mean again it can be kind of a physical way with just self massage and exploring into and there's tons of you know great books Um, Wild Feminine is one of my favorites Uh, the author is Tammy Lynn Kent and offers ways she speaks a lot about this right and just she's a holistic pelvic floor therapist and so um 
different ways we can release pressure, you know, pressure points within um, like the vaginal canal and use breath work and, and then do kind of this emotional side exploration around the emotions and begin to feel kind of that resurgence of energy and the flow. And the idea really is to like lead with that center, whether it's in how you just like move or how you make decisions or how you decide, uh, you know, like feel into inspirations or with work, um, like thinking about projects or workshops. Um, and the idea is that it's this like you're connected to this life force energy. So by doing something, even if it is something that will be difficult, let's say, or like launch a program or something or birth a baby. Right. But the idea is that it comes from this place of like, uh, it's, um, it nourishes you back even like as you're nourishing it and, and maybe taking action to, uh, create something or, you know, birth something. It's also something that gives energy back to you. Um, and that's where I think also when you look at the divine feminine expression versus wounded, it's like, are you operating from a place of truly being led by this root knowing of, um, you know, I am whole and, uh, I'm choosing to do X, Y, Z thing for another person or for something else, because it's, that's like, I truly feel called to and inspired to. Um, so like, I think even just tuning in as you throughout your day, like thinking, okay, how is this space feeling? Um, if an invitation to do something comes up, like someone asks you to go somewhere or, uh, opportunity in work comes up or whatever it may be, you know, just notice that like, you can close your eyes or tune into your breath and notice how that area reacts, right? Like clenching tightness can, can signify, a um, like a no, right. It's kind of tuning into what is yes and no feel like in the body. And you may feel it in other areas of your body too. That's a great way of, again, this feminine knowing it's like the embodied wisdom. Um, and, and take a few moments, send some breath down into that space. You can notice if you're generally just kind of clenching, right? Like, um, what I love to do is just kind of breathing out of the mouth, uh, especially that exhale, like just really powerful release the, the jaw, the throat, because that space is also very connected to uh, womb space and um, or even like some some chanting or singing or humming can be really nice and soothing, which also it, I mean, it targets the vagus nerve, which is also something that kind of brings that nervous system back into relax mode rather than the fight flight response that you were talking about so these different things they just have like a really calming effect on the nervous system too it, but it's kind of going through the the feminine route <laughs> and so um in terms of in the body those are some really beautiful ways also just any kind of intuitive movement um you know putting on music that you like and closing your eyes being alone, I mean, I love to do it alone and really get into it and just let the like the music move me, let my body move me rather than thinking about, oh, I need to move this way to be on the beat or look good or whatever. It's like really letting go of all of these different ideas of what we have about how our bodies move in space, which I think just translates to how we move in the world as well. Um, and then on a bit more of a macro level, like tuning into the cycles of, um, if you menstruate and noticing your energy levels, um, you can begin to then, uh, if you have that freedom in your business, right. And you work for yourself and it's something that you want to do, like begin to plan things around your, uh, your cycle. And so when you're bleeding, like typically that's time for rest and inner reflection. And so, um, having less commitments, making sure you have that time for yourself. And, and then through your menstrual cycle, like the energy kind of grows and then it, and then it wanes and, um, and the same thing with the, with the moon cycle. So I find this really helpful too, for people who like women who 
don't get a period. Um, it's still, you can still connect to the cycles, like the mm-hmm. natural cycles of energy. And sometimes people resonate more with, you know, the kind of lunar phases than um, anything else. So that's something too, just as women, like we're inherently connected to, again, that's like the tides, right? And the moon and the, um, in our own energy cycles, it's really about, I mean, working with them rather than against them. And that's how you help to prevent the burnout. And that's how you ultimately feel more alignment. Um, and just to mention for, for yeah. any of the listeners, I, I recorded a podcast probably about a year ago with a woman called Lisa De Jong, and she spoke all about uh, working with your menstrual cycle. So that could be another episode to tune into if you're interested in that. Um, so it's great. they're all yeah. wonderful ideas and ways of connecting and embodying the feminine energy. Are there any others that you wanted to mention? You gave plenty of ideas there anyway. <laughs> yeah, something that's coming through is when we think about the qualities of the feminine, so being open, receiving, uh, connecting into pleasure, right? Whatever feels good for your body, following that. Um, pleasure not as something... Pleasure not as a, what am I thinking of? Um, Pleasure not as something like optional in a way, right? Like pleasure is actually necessary for healing. Pleasure isn't this extraneous or um, like idea of once I get all these things done, then I can really enjoy xyz or it's like feeling pleasure in all of these different moments i think that also has to do with following the root uh inspiration that comes from your root and uh tuning into what feels good and so with all of those elements of the of the feminine it's easy to just say okay connect into how can i be more received like receptive in my life or open um or connect to pleasure uh so I find that like a really beautiful question to ask is what do I need to feel safe in order to receive or be open or allow myself to, to uh, feel pleasure? So like, what do I need to feel safe and secure that it's like, okay to go there or be in that, especially if you feel like you haven't been that tuned into the feminine or or operating from that place um, with that conditioning, right, from society or your family or internally, it's like certain elements of the feminine have been uh, kind of outcast. Uh, And so it's a setting up of how can I bring this in in a way that feels uh, safe and good. Yeah. Lovely. And when when we're talking about connecting with and embodying the feminine energy i suppose i'm thinking of of women doing that and would you say for men it's a similar way for them to connect with that energy as well or or how does that work or mm-hmm. i'm just trying to get my head yeah, around that's that that's really cool mm-hmm. yes so I think that there's elements of feminine energy that men can absolutely kind of explore and play with. And um, especially when you look at relationships between two people and, uh, you know, this kind of goes into the concept of like polarity where there's feminine and masculine and they typically talk about it in terms of women embodying the feminine and being open to receive and being kind of um, guided by the masculine and the man embodying the masculine. Um, But you can also see that show up particularly like in relationships in opposite, right? Uh, So men being a little bit more feminine and like flowing and receptive. And uh, I think that also has to do in part because women have been taught and told that like, oh, be, you know, you got to be like a man in this world and masculine and all these things. Um, so that you could see that come through in, in sometimes in that dynamic. Um, but like, I think for men kind of exploring that in a, 
divine feminine way, right, or a healthier expression um, that, like, letting themselves just flow, right, or, or not needing to necessarily have everything figured out or, or like, be that strong, steady support, like that's beautiful. And also you can kind of explore what this other space feels like of, um, of listening to your own body too. I mean, and, mm-hmm. um, emotions and, and what's being shared with you from within. And, um, I think just anyone for anyone, like connecting with mother nature and, listening into those cycles and a connection with the land where you, where you live and, uh, the natural, the seasons, right. On a bigger scale and how those energies change. And then you can look at also, you know, the moon phases and, and different things. It's a beautiful, uh, way to connect in with that. And I actually think it's quite necessary for all of us to really begin to connect with that, like mm-hmm. essential feminine, energy of our planet because yeah it's I mean that's what essentially nurtures and nourishes us um, in so many ways so um, that's actually that reminds me too of this element of like all of us healing our relationship with the feminine because um, we all came from a womb And we all were birthed by a, a mother, like a woman, so or a female, right? So I mean, any shame or things still to be sorted out within our relationship with the feminine, um, on a collective level, will be embedded in all of us because we inherently have this connection to. The womb space and the feminine of that physical and also energetic area mm. so it's a, you know yeah really essential because um, then also the I think if men want to connect in with their masculine energy again it's inherent to have that kind of bit of feminine within that and then it also requires them to really understand feminine and know that within themselves so mm. Yeah, I mean, what a beautiful practice to engage in. I think I'm I'm getting too into my feminine energy right now. I'm I'm receiving all the wisdom that you're sharing, and I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. And then I have moments where I'm like, hang on, I'm the host here. I need to structure and ask you a question. So um, I could listen to you all day. That's I'm okay. loving receiving all of this uh, gorgeous wisdom that you're sharing. Yeah. And something that you mentioned yeah. about Mother Nature and connecting with Mother Nature. Um, another song is coming to mind for me mother i feel you i can't think who Mm -hmm. sings that but um yes something simple like i had a moment uh during the week last week that my dad took uh my daughter for a walk up the road while i was at his house at my parents house and i had a few minutes to spare to myself and i just sat out the back it was a gorgeous sunny day and just sat on the grass and popped in my headphones mother i feel you it's a beautiful song for connecting to mother nature and it was just, I think, a really nice way to connect with my feminine energy and to connect with nature. Mm-hmm. It was a lovely, simple, yeah. um, almost like a meditation or, or something like that. Yeah. And that was Absolutely. really nice. And yeah. so, Liz, I don't know, are you into crystals at all? Or I I am. Well, so I have a little salt lamp behind me here. See I know that? listeners can't see. And then I've got this beautiful rose amethyst. Gorgeous. That's beautiful. And, I, and are there any specific crystals that you would recommend for connecting with your fem, feminine energy? Oh, wow. Yeah, I've never actually explored that in a conscious way of particularly for feminine energy. And it may be that there are specific ones. Um, I really am of the 
camp though of connecting with crystals in a really intuitive way mm. of like what is it speaking to me and sharing with me so I know that there's all kinds of books and amazing people who mm-hmm. have written on the subject and um share you know these are for specific things which I also think there are like really specific qualities of certain um crystals that can help but really it's so important for you to feel and trust and believe that mm-hmm within yourself, right? Like, oh, I, you know, I have an amethyst on right now. And it's, um, it's uh, feeling into the energy of that stone. And then also, oh, yeah, and I also have heard that it Mm -hmm. does XYZ things. Um, Again, I think that's a really great feminine uh, way to approach it and trust that intuitive knowing. So I, um, yeah, I actually, yeah, I love this amethyst that I have. And it's on a necklace here that I have. Um, and rose quartz, particularly, I mean, I, um, that's kind of what comes to my mind, especially mm. like right when I think about that. And I, do you have that with you? It's beautiful. <laughs> yes. I'm also holding a rose quartz. And, um, and are there any books that you would recommend specifically around feminine energy and embodying that? Yes, yes. So definitely the one I mentioned, Wild Feminine by Tammy Lynn Kent, holistic pelvic floor therapist. Um, Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Let's see. I'm going into my Kindle library mentally right now. Um, Oh, this isn't necessarily specifically in the camp of feminine energy but I think it does speak a lot to it without saying it explicitly but it's called Belonging by Tokopa Turner and it's kind of speaking to that essence of belonging to ourselves first um, and then uh, and then in community with others Um, but it does kind of touch on some of like mother wounds uh, and things like that that uh, definitely relates to the feminine energy and let me see if there's anything else there might be but I'm not thinking but for now yeah those definitely recommend yeah and and Tammy Lynn Kent the first author she has actually two other books so one is I think called mothering from your center so for um, mothers and then wild creative and that's about whether it's business or life, you know, really birthing creative projects from that center place. So brilliant. Yes. Thank you for sharing those recommendations. And Mm -hmm. Liz, if people want to find out more about your work or hear about your offerings, what's the best way to, to connect with you? So you can find me on Instagram at Elizabeth embodied. So E L I Z A B E T H e-m-b-o-d-i-e-d elizabeth embodied and then on my website as well elizabethembodied.com and yes uh if you know just that invitation to women who are listening right now and really wanting to connect with their feminine energy to really feel that empowered liberated authentic self-expression um you know offering i just offer one-on-one things women's circles kind of feminine flow intuitive movement uh practices and sessions so lots of different ways to um embody that Mm. so yeah feel free to reach out and a lot of my listeners are obviously based in ireland but the time difference isn't too bad because we schedule this it's 11 a.m your time 7 p.m my time so so in terms of working with you, that's not really an issue. No, not at all. Not at all. And yeah, very flexible with all of that. And it's beautiful to be able to connect with people all over the world. Mm. Yeah. And do this work. So Liz, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I've really enjoyed this conversation and it's lovely for me to be deepening my learning on the feminine and masculine energies and what that's all about because as I said it was a very new concept to me just over a year ago and the difference it made to my life was huge so 
I felt really called to to have you as a guest to to share this information and share the wisdom that you have about this topic with other people so that they can maybe find greater balance between the energies in themselves as well. So thank you so much for coming on and I hope to stay connected and can't wait to see more of your um, Instagram posts. Uh, definitely check out Liz on Instagram because um, the way you explain things is just, it's really simple and clear and it's lovely to understand. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you, Ashling. really. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to get connected and, and have this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thrive for Life podcast with me, Ashling Daly, and this week's guest, Elizabeth Tracy. Be sure to check out Elizabeth's website. It's elizabethembody.com where you can find out how you can work with Elizabeth or just check out some of her offerings. And I would really appreciate if you would leave a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in on or hit subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Until next time, take care.